What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Yo, it's Johnny King. What's going on? Another episode of Becoming Kings podcast. I was having a conversation with one of my female friends the other night over dinner, and we were chatting about uh, dating. We were talking about uh, relationships, marriage, divorce, uh, various, various topics all around the conversation of like love and relationships, that sort of thing, right? And so... She was going on to say, and, and I actually agreed with most of what she was saying in, in many regards, but she did say one thing that we ended up getting into a conversation about. And she said, oh, I asked her, what, why do you feel like uh, there's just so many divorces going on? And, you know, why it's, I, I guess, one of those things that, that could just be, you know, internet uh, or social media fodder <laughs> is that Denver got a, got rated as uh, the worst place to date, like three the third year in a row. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, they probably put that shit out there for some reason for some marketing uh, purpose, and then they try to get you to come on their dating app or something like that. Who knows? But we were talking about that, and whether it was true or not, she was saying that she f- found dating in Denver particularly challenging as well. And I was asking her, why do, you, why do you think that is? She said, well, I think it's because over, you know, over time, most recently, women have become more and more successful and thus don't really need a man. And, uh, and, and it intimidates men. Uh, men, you know, their ego needs to, to be able to provide and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, there's... There's certain things there that I agree with. There's certain things there that I think I have a different, you know, perspective on. And so it's interesting with with all the work that I've done with coaching clients, both men and women over the last 13 years, I definitely see patterns of success and patterns of failure. And I know uh, from speaking from so many, speaking with so many people and from speaking from my own perspective, my own experience, that uh, a big part of, I think, why guys struggle oftentimes is because they don't have a sense of purpose. And that sense of purpose, uh, I think it all boils back down to what I was, was explaining to her was when men are raised in fatherless homes, they're not given a great example or mentor in which to learn how to be a healthy, masculine man, right? They are taught that to value themselves, they must make the women in their lives happy, whether it be mom or a mother-like, you know, figure, their school teachers, you know, aunts, 
sisters, all the above, right? But that makes them feel like uh, they have to look for their value externally, right? From the outside in. I've talked about this before. Women, especially attractive women, um, but women in general, I, well, I should say little girls, um, they're also kind of taught similarly that their value is oftentimes gauged by their external appearance, right? Or how they uh, behave. And so the, the more we're talking more specifically about men, I was like the, the real challenge is that for a lot of people, they're insecure, both men and women. They're all insecure. They're looking for uh, you know, validation. They're looking for things from the outside in when it really is an inside out job, right? And so I found a couple of different social media content pieces that I feel like speak to this because I do feel like so many men that I work with really struggle with a sense of uh, like a lack of purpose. They have a lack of direction. They don't know where they're going with their lives. All they know is what's what they're doing isn't working, right? And that's why they find themselves in these sometimes bottomless holes of depression and sadness and loneliness and, and that sort of thing, right? Living, quote-unquote, lives of quiet desperation. And so um, there's the, the podcast Alpha Motivation, I believe it is. And uh, I want to play this one part for you to listen to real quick and then talk about it because I think it's pretty fascinating. So hang on, here we go. So I had a psychotherapist called Adam Lane Smith on my podcast and he has dealt with attachment issues and depression from both men and women for decades. And he said that male depression gets treated like female depression. Men are made to feel loved and accepted when all they want to do is feel capable and powerful. Mm -hmm. Give a man a purpose and the ability to achieve it and he will crawl over broken glass with mm -hmm. a smile. Hmm. And I think that feeling capable and powerful and competent and respected and admired is something that will get a man so far. Mm -hmm. You give a man those things and he, he'll deal with suffering until the ends of the earth. We're designed to do that. We're designed to suffer. We're designed to deal with that suffering. Mm -hmm. But it needs to be in service of something. Yeah. So I had a... So that's, that's the, you know, we're designed... <laughs> to suffer. We're designed to suffer in the direction of a greater purpose. And I feel like that is so often one of the underlying themes. Now, when I started my, my men's group four years ago, the meeting of men here in Denver, and I just started doing as many coffee dates as I could with these guys just to pick their brain, feel, feel out where they are, what's going on, what's the biggest challenge in their life kind of quote unquote doing market research. And again, so many of them didn't know what they wanted. They just knew what they were doing wasn't working, right? So that tells me that A, they're not really in their masculine. They're really not driving towards a greater purpose. And we need to have a purpose in, and it could be multiple purposes in various things. Like I have a purpose with my business, right? I also have a purpose with my, uh, my health, right? And I also have a purpose for what I want to create in my intimate relationship with my future queen and my kids. I also have a purpose in my platonic relationships with my friends and my family. I've got a purpose in my finances and what I want to create there in terms of 
generational wealth. So I have multiple purposes and I do feel like oftentimes the areas where men are really struggling is the result of not having that grand purpose. And when a man doesn't feel like he is respected, is appreciated, is is quote unquote wanted or, or needed, he's going to feel like, what's the point? And I do feel like I have experienced a fair amount of that communication, not necessarily towards me directly, although I certainly have, but even in like online dating profiles and social media content left and right. So a lot of it is we don't need men, you know, uh, some women will say, you know, yeah, I don't necessarily need a man, but I want a man, right? Like I can do everything that a man can do in, in essence in many ways. Like we can have kids on our own these days without you know, the intervention of, of a man. And yet I still want a man in my life. Uh, and then on the other side, there's a lot of people who, a lot of people, both men and women, quite frankly, who are like, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need that in my life. I'm good. And I have spoken to a lot of people who are a lot of times very, is part of their woundedness from their past that has allowed them to create a story that supports, I don't really need men, you know? And quite frankly, for me, me as well, the shadow masculine, the unhealthy masculine, the, the quote unquote toxic masculine, I agree. There's not a whole lot of need of that in this world. What is needed is the healthy masculine. And we can express that, men and women, in the same way, in the same way that men and women both should learn to express healthy feminine, right? And so we all have our, our uh, shadows. We all have the stuff that we don't want to cast the light on. That we all have things that we don't want to admit that we either think about or do or that we have uh, an attraction for. Like, I get that, right? We all have stuff that we get to work through. That is just, I think, part of this human condition, part of this human experience. But I will say that oftentimes as a result of being raised a lot of us men now, having been raised in fatherless homes, whether it be without an actual physical father, maybe he left or he, you know, ran or he, you know, just took off in one way or another, or dad was there, but he wasn't, you know, emotionally, physically there a lot of the time. Maybe he was working a lot. Maybe he was off doing his own thing. Maybe he uh, divorced and started another family, right? But whatever the case might be, when, when again, little boys are, are taught to validate themselves through the attention or the approval of the women in their lives, well, then when, when men <laughs> later on in life are depressed, lonely, frustrated, angry, just like he said in that, uh, that little soundbite I played, a lot of times you know, the, the depression is treated as if it was uh, the feminine, from the feminine de depression rather than the masculine, if that makes sense. And so there's a lot there that um, can be, I guess, gleaned from because a lot of times uh, 
you know, there's, there's something to be said about, you know, diving into your feminine and connecting to your feminine as grown ass men and really feeling the emotion, getting the locked or suppressed or repressed emotion that's stuck inside you up and out. And so there's, there's, there's a part of it that goes on. There's, you know, it's a two, two-sided coin, of course. It's the masculine and the feminine. There's a lot of that that has to happen. Otherwise, just to, you know, uh, look to heal or work through trauma, if you will, um, that's at the, the root of depression or addiction, substance abuse, all those various things, unhappiness in general. <clears throat> A big part of getting to that root of that issue is dealing with the feminine. But like I said, if, if, you're, if you're just looking to uh, distract yourself, if you're just looking to, as a man, to keep plugging along and keep thinking that, oh, once I will achieve X, Y, and Z, then I'll be happier, you're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourself. Because a lot of times just doing even, you know, you know, not really getting underneath the surface to the root of the issue, which a lot of times has to deal with the suppressed emotions. It's all just cathartic, okay? Catharsis, and, and it's, just, it's just action, but there's not, you're not really getting to the, the root of the issue. But then there's other times when I know a lot of men who are very connected to their emotions, very in touch with their emotions, very... Um, sensitive and caring and empathetic and compassionate and sweet and, and almost too, too feminine, right? That a lot of times I, in my work with them, have to call out the, the alpha in them, the, uh, the lion, the, the warrior, the, you know, the, the part of him that's a, a fucking, you know, will to that, sound bites point crawl over broken glass and will suffer for something that's of greater purpose. And a lot of times when men don't have that greater purpose, then they're not willing to walk over, crawl over, roll over that broken glass or run into that burning building or go to war. I'm not talking about necessarily actual war, but like go to war against mediocrity or against the things that want to hold you back because uh, they don't have a real sense of purpose. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Um, so, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. There's another one I wanted to play you real quick, sorry as I'm <laughs> opening up my Instagram, that I think is really, really interesting too and why I oftentimes get men to just connect with themselves and start taking care of their own health by just setting up some sort of consistent routine. A big part of working through depression, big part of, you know, working through just getting out of that deep rut that a lot of men are in is connecting with a greater sense of purpose. And a lot of times that can be first and foremost utilized by just getting back into the gym, just moving, just, just looking to actually physically and mentally, emotionally strengthen, strengthening themselves through exercise. And it's one of those things that I, for whatever reason, um, 
out of all my family members and my parents, I mean, I know the reason, but it's one of those things that I just, I got the right messages when I was younger. (laughs) And a big part of who I identify myself with and the vision that I have of myself now and in the decades to come have to do with taking care of myself physically because I didn't see that happen when I was younger by any of my parents, right? And it doesn't serve anyone, obviously, to, you know, to martyr yourself or to put the needs of others or projects or work or anything else ahead of your health. Otherwise, you're going to be, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. So there's, there's, there's another clip here I want to, to play that my sister sent me that I think is, is really powerful as well that I want you to check out real quick. I said all psychology, all neuroscience, and this is, I think, the most interesting finding of the last decade in all of science. And this is the insight that your muscles are basically an endocrine organ that secrete hormones into your bloodstream that affect every system of your body. Your muscles, they secrete chemicals and proteins when you exercise that are also really good for your brain health. And one of the first papers almost 10 years ago that was published explaining that when you contract your muscles, they literally secrete these proteins into your bloodstream that make you resilient to stress and can protect you from depression. The scientists called them hope molecules. This idea that literally your muscles are manufacturing like antidepressant molecules And the only way to get them into your bloodstream where they they can then travel to your brain is you have to contract your muscles. Like that's it. It's like a pharmacy in your muscles and anything you do that contracts them, walking, hiking, running, dancing, weightlifting, swimming, anything, you are going to be dumping hope molecules into your bloodstream that when they get to your brain, they work as an antidepressant and they also help people recover from trauma. Like that, that's like a miracle because of course it's wonderful when when medications work for you, but for so many people, medications don't work or they don't do the full job in terms of helping with mental health. And the idea that your muscles could provide you with the the equivalent of something like an antidepressant medication, that is, I think it's phenomenal. So that, uh, that is a big part of what I'm getting at. And I do know that for me, uh, it's a big part of why I moved out to Colorado. It's a big part of, of who I am regardless. Even during lockdown, I was uh, in my townhouse during 2020 and doing, you know, it was more challenging, definitely more challenging because I don't like working out by myself. I like to be around other people just to feed off of their, their energy as well. It's kind of inspiring to see people push um, and, and excel in the gym, so to speak. But even during 2020, I found apps and, and found online courses and I have three levels of stairs in my townhouse. And I would just, you know, that was a big part of my cardio was, was running those stairs. And it just made me feel so fucking jazzed. It felt like, ah, even in the midst of what, you know, especially in the, that first like month or two, like looking out the window and be like, I can't even leave the house. Like what, what's out there, right? Like it was scary for all of us probably. That even during those times I used you know, those natural hope molecules to keep my head uh, out of the water, so to speak, or I should say above water. It what led to, you know, a big part of uh, starting this podcast and a big part of writing my book, Becoming Kings, 
was fueled by exercising and moving. And so I love what she said because so much of the, the, the natural way of dealing with mental health, and I'm particularly talking about men's mental health, can be remedied by just moving. And yet you have to understand, you know, you have to take it another step deeper and start looking at like, well, okay, what is my purpose in moving? Because again, you can move and that might last, you know, you can get motivated and that might last a couple of days or a couple of weeks, as a lot of people do at the beginning of the year with these uh, New Year's resolutions. But if you can take something even deeper to a purpose or an intention that really resonates with you on, on, a, on an emotional level that <laughs> gets you to feel some stirring of the spirit, some uh, spark of emotion, then you're on to something. Like I can tell you specifically, and I won't go into it now, but the things that really motivate me and why I am so driven towards my physical health, my mental health, my financial health, my relational health, my, you know, <clears throat> purpose in my, even this podcast, my book sales, my, my businesses, there's a purpose that really drives me. And there's been times over the last, you know, 15 years when I can directly see that when I'm in a funk, it's because I don't feel like I have any purpose. If you don't have any purpose, you're not going to be driven to get out of bed. You're not going to be driven to go to the gym. You're not going to be driven to go network with people, go travel the world, all the stuff, right? And so that's why I wanted to touch on those two different little sound bites that, uh, that had some cool people, you know, my sister and someone else, send them to me because I feel like they, they build off of each other as it relates to you know, and it's not always as simple as just, oh, just go work out. You'll feel better. Yes, there's a part of that, and you have to keep doing the deeper work 100%, but it's on both sides. You can't do one or the other, thinking that that's going to remedy the situation. You have to, especially as men, we are built and designed to push and to strain and to get stronger physically, right, by quote-unquote, resistance training by, you know, <laughs> working against, quote-unquote, gravity and creating greater resistance in our lives, that's what makes your physical muscles bigger and stronger, right? But not, it's the same analogy or metaphor for emotional challenges in life as well. And so I do feel like the people that are extremely happy and fulfilled in life are those that have a greater bandwidth, a greater uh, fitness, if you will, cardiovascular fitness as it relates to their emotional fortitude so they can take on a lot of emotionally challenging things, a lot of stress compared to the individuals who have very little emotional fitness, such that any little thing that goes out of you know, control or out of uh, the, the way that they would like it to go, they close down. They either shut out friends, they either you know, don't leave the apartment or their house, they can't deal with relationships, they're just better off 
isolating. And that's obviously deeply, deeply unhealthy. And so from, from my humble opinion, hopefully to your ears, if you struggle with depression, if you struggle with loneliness, or you struggle with feeling like you lack some sort of vision or greater purpose in life, you can spend a lot of time like, man, I, I don't like working on, I don't know, trying to quote unquote find your purpose or, or, or try to connect with something that you're passionate about. Like, yes, you, you can do that. And that's not a horrible thing. But I will tell you, some of my greatest ideas <laughs> come <clears throat> either while I'm working out, <clears throat> excuse me, hiking, doing something active, being out on my bike like I did earlier today, or it comes during like breath work, meditation, uh, even when I'm like listening to music and I'm inspired and I'm just like kind of monotonously taking a shower, right? I'm not even thinking about what I'm doing but my brain is just like coming up with ideas. And, and I've talked about that too, where I have a little notepad in my shower that I just capture ideas because there's so many things that come in and out of my head that I'm like, I literally feel like I'm connected to just downloading ideas from my divine source. And so that's what I suggest you doing. If you, if you struggle uh, with feeling alone and depressed and down and like you don't know where to go in life, but you do feel like you, you realize that the way that you are doing life isn't working for you, well, the fastest, quickest way to change your outlook and your psychology is to change your physiology, is to move, go for a walk, work out, go for a run, a hike, jump on a bike, uh, do something, dance, do something, right? That'll help you change in, in the short term with 100%. But you also do need to combine that with uh, doing deeper men's work. And a lot of times that, to me, the, the most profound work that that can occur is in an environment of safety, in an environment with other like-minded men. And I've been to a lot of uh, now different men's retreats and outings that I highly, highly recommend that if you have any uh, desire to learn, just hit me up, shoot me an email, hit me up on social media, uh, johnny at johnnyking.com, uh, and just ask, and I'd be happy to, to connect you with, with some of the resources that I have been privy to. So, hope that helps. Uh, if you're feeling alone and like you have very little hope, don't give up. There is, uh, sometimes it's darkest before the dawn, as they say. And a lot of times, sometimes, uh, a lot of times, sometimes, oftentimes when you start unraveling trauma, unraveling shit in your life, sometimes it actually does get more painful and more difficult before it actually gets better. Because it's like our brains, our bodies, we have a way of creating coping mechanisms to keep us safe, keep us from getting hurt. And yet as you start to unravel things, then you get to the real injury. I'm, I'm literally talking like physically or emotionally. And that stuff is difficult. And that's why I suggest you 
get involved with a men's, you know, network, men's group, uh, get a coach or a therapist. It just depends on what you are drawn to do. And then just make sure you get out and you move. The worst thing you can do is stay sedentary. We were designed to move and to lift and to do, you know, active things, whether it be taking on a practice of, uh, martial arts, yoga, uh, it doesn't matter. But just choose something that you enjoy doing and, and make it a habit. Make it something that is a, retu- a routine, a ritual that happens every day, if not uh, every other day. So if you miss a day, no big deal. But if you miss two days, that's when it becomes like, oh, shit, miss two days, then it's easier to miss three days. Like my humble suggestion is if you are looking to create a habit, you're never going to be perfect. You're going to miss a day, but don't ever miss two days in a row. All right. So thank you for listening as always. I really appreciate you. Um, if you have any thoughts or comments, want to, uh, dig in a little bit deeper. I'm always open to do that. You can, uh, whether it be on my website, johnnyking.com or let's say Instagram, which is pretty much one of the only social medias that I have. There's links there uh, where you could schedule a free conversation with me. We can talk about uh, resources and, and, you know, connecting you with support. So anyways, thank you for listening. We'll catch up with you soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Peace. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say, hey, it would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.